The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Mythology Explained YouTube channel. Please note that there are two narrators for this podcast, myself, Silas, and Zach. Please enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome to Mythology Explained. In today's video, we are going to dive into a question that has been debated by theologians since the inception, or close to it, of Christianity which is why does God allow Satan to exist instead of just expunging him from creation? This dovetails into the implicit overarching question of why God suffers the existence of evil to mar his grand design, for as an omnipresent, omniscient, and omnipotent being, he could simply extirpate evil, yanking it out root and stem with nothing more than a thought. We're going to begin with a quick overview of Satan, who he was as an angel, why he was cast out of heaven, and what he became after his precipitous expulsion, banished from the divine plane and plummeting like a lump of celestial rock burning through the atmosphere. After that, we'll spend the rest of the video going over four theological theories that explain why Satan, and more broadly evil, are allowed to endure, including free will, soul-making theodicy, the limitations of human understanding, and the greater good. Free will argues that God allows Satan to exist to preserve human moral agency, enabling meaningful choices between good and evil. Soul-making theodicy posits that Satan and evil serve as necessary challenges for humans to grow morally and spiritually. The limitations of human understanding suggest that humans cannot fully grasp God's reason for allowing evil and Satan to exist. And the greater good theory asserts that God permits evil and Satan to achieve a higher purpose, such as developing virtues or fulfilling God's plan. Alright, let's get into it. Before his fall, Satan held a high-ranking position among the angels in heaven. Often it is inferred that he was formerly the highest-ranking. Although the Bible does not provide explicit details about his pre-fall status, passages in Isaiah and Ezekiel are often interpreted as referring to Satan's fall due to pride. He became enamored with his own beauty and wisdom. He began to covet the adoration and authority that belonged solely to God. And as his pride and vanity swelled, so did his ambition, and he started to entertain thoughts of rebellion and supremacy envisioning himself as an equal or even superior to God, at the very least, hungering for the autonomy of self-mastery. Unable to resist the temptation to elevate himself above God, Satan initiated a rebellion in heaven. He managed to persuade a significant number of angels to join his insurrection, convincing them that they could overthrow God and establish a new celestial order. This marked the beginning of a great heavenly conflict, as the loyal angels, led by the archangel Michael, prepared to defend the sovereignty of God. The ensuing battle was of cataclysmic proportions, with the forces of good and evil clashing in a celestial struggle that would determine the fate of heaven. Ultimately, the loyal angels proved victorious, and Satan and his followers were defeated. The consequences of their rebellion were severe. God cast Satan and his fellow insurgents out of heaven, condemning them to an existence of darkness and spiritual torment. 
the once luminous angel, now stripped of his heavenly glory, became the embodiment of evil and the archenemy of God. Alongside his fallen angels, now known as demons, Satan established his dark dominion in a place called hell, a realm of suffering and despair that stood in stark contrast to the splendor and harmony of heaven. In his new form, Satan became the source of temptation and wickedness in the world, seeking to lead humanity astray from God and into sin. One of his earliest acts of deception was the temptation of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, where he enticed them to disobey God's command by eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. This act of disobedience led to the introduction of sin and death into the world, setting the stage for an ongoing battle between good and evil. Throughout history, Satan has sought to corrupt and deceive humanity, using his cunning and malevolent influence to sow discord and chaos. However, despite his efforts to thwart God's plan, Satan's ultimate defeat is prophesied in the Bible, with the final victory belonging to God and his righteous flock. The book of Revelation foretells a time when Satan will be vanquished once and for all, cast into the lake of fire, and rendered powerless, while the faithful will enjoy eternal life in God's presence. While his defeat is inevitable, enshrined in scripture as it is, the fact that he is allowed to linger for so long, cunningly and cruelly weaving myriad threads of despair like a spider at the center of an evil web, still begs the question of why God allowed this, which takes us to four theories that account for why God allows evil to exist. 1. Free Will St. Augustine of Hippo, an early Christian theologian and philosopher, is known for his extensive exploration of the problem of evil in the context of Christianity. One of his most significant contributions to this discussion is the free will argument. In his seminal work, The City of God, Augustine posits that God allows Satan and evil to exist to preserve human free will, which is essential for moral responsibility. According to Augustine, God created angels and humans with free will, allowing them to choose between good and evil. This capacity for choice is integral to the nature of moral beings, as it enables them to develop virtues and form a genuine relationship with God based on love and obedience. However, the existence of free will also implies the possibility of misuse, leading to sin and the emergence of evil. In this context, Satan was initially created as a good angel with free will. His choice to rebel against God and pursue his own ambitions resulted in his fall from grace and the subsequent emergence of evil in the world. Despite God's foreknowledge of this outcome, Augustine argues that the value of free will for the moral development of God's creatures outweighs the risks associated with its potential misuse. By allowing Satan and evil to exist, God ensures that humans and angels can exercise their free will, making meaningful moral choices and striving towards spiritual growth. This perspective emphasizes the importance of human agency and responsibility, suggesting that the existence of evil is a necessary condition for the development of virtues and the formation of a genuine relationship with the divine. 2. Soul-Making Theodicy British philosopher John Hick developed the soul-making theodicy, which posits that God allows Satan and evil to exist in order to provide necessary challenges for human, moral, and spiritual growth. 
This perspective shifts the focus from a world designed for human happiness to a world designed for the development of good moral character. Hicks' soul-making theodicy draws inspiration from the work of earlier thinkers such as St. Irenaeus, a second-century Christian theologian. In his book, Evil and the God of Love, Hicks builds upon Irenaeus' ideas, arguing that humans were created as morally and spiritually immature beings, placed in an environment where they can grow into the likeness of God through the development of virtues such as compassion, courage, and wisdom. According to Hick, evil is an essential component of this process, as it presents humans with the opportunity to learn from adversity and develop virtues. The existence of Satan and the various temptations and challenges he brings serve as a catalyst for human moral growth. In this context, Satan's role is not to lead humanity to destruction, but rather to provide opportunities for growth and spiritual development. 3. Limitations of Human Understanding The idea that humans cannot fully comprehend God's plan for allowing evil and Satan to exist is often associated with the biblical book of Job. In this narrative, Job, a righteous man, experiences immense suffering and loss, prompting him to question the justice of God. Throughout the story, Job's friends offer various explanations for his suffering, often insisting that he must have sinned and thus deserves his misfortune. However, the culmination of the narrative is not an explanation from God regarding the reasons for Job's suffering or the existence of evil in general. Instead, God responds to Job by reminding him of the limitations of human understanding and the vastness of divine wisdom. In Job 38 verse 4, God asks, Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. The book of Job teaches that human understanding of the cosmos and God's plan is limited, and attempts to comprehend the reasons behind the existence of evil, suffering, and Satan might be futile. This perspective emphasizes the need for humility and faith in the face of adversity and acknowledges the mysterious nature of God's workings. 4. The Greater Good Gottfried Wilhelm Leibniz, a German philosopher, mathematician, and polymath, is renowned for his optimistic philosophical outlook and contributions to the problem of evil. Leibniz's greater good argument seeks to reconcile the existence of God with the presence of evil, including Satan, by asserting that God permits evil to achieve a greater good. Leibniz's perspective is rooted in his belief that the world we inhabit is the best possible world, a concept he explores in his work, The Odyssey. He argues that God, being omniscient, omnipotent, and benevolent, chose to create this world among countless other possible worlds because it contains the optimal balance of good and evil. In Leibniz's view, the presence of evil serves as a necessary purpose, ultimately contributing to the greater good and perfection of the universe. In this framework, the existence of Satan and the various evils he perpetrates can be understood as part of a larger divine plan that ultimately serves a greater purpose. For instance, the challenges and suffering brought about by evil may facilitate personal growth, strengthen moral character, and inspire acts of heroism, kindness, and compassion. Furthermore, the presence of evil may underscore the importance of human agency, free will, 
and the capacity to choose good over evil in the face of adversity. And that's it for this video. If you enjoy the content, please like and subscribe. Thanks for watching.